Hey there, Crosswinds family and friends. Welcome to Crosswinds Unleashed. Each week, we're dedicated to bringing the best stories and biblical life principles from authentic believers. Our podcast breaks down the Christian life through interviews and practical instruction in what we hope will be a fun and accessible way. I'm Craig Cooper, the host of this podcast and lead pastor of Crosswinds Church. Let me give a special shout out to our producer, Elijah Merrill, and our assistant producers, Sheldon Boyce. Uh, they do so much work to make sure these podcasts get out week after week. All I have to do is talk and interview. Uh, they do all the heavy lifting, and so I just want to give my appreciation to them. If you want to know more about this podcast or anything Crosswinds related, head on over to our website at crosswinds.church. Well, if you've been a part of the podcast the last few weeks, you know we're in this four-week sort of mini-series of, of talking about um, the Palm Sunday, uh, the triumphal entry. We've looked at Good Friday or Holy Friday, Sacred Friday. Uh, we've looked at Resurrection Sunday, Easter Sunday. Um, this week, we're going to turn a corner a little bit, but not really. Uh, within this, this sort of wrap-up the series, I want to talk about what it means that Jesus is Lord. And the verse I want to use to, to kick us off will be from Romans 10, 9. But before we get there, I want to give a special thanks to two people who've been a part of this mini-series with me the whole time. And, and so, uh, Betty, Ryan, thank you so much for being back with us. Yeah, it's, it's good to be back. <laughs> and Ryan Samuels, thank you so much for being with us again. No problem. Excited to be here. And so uh, if you didn't catch our last three episodes, you're going to want to be able to catch them. Go back or stop it. Go back and listen and then come to this one. But they're all... They're all able to be listened to and standalone, all that type of stuff. But, but as I was saying, uh, we we're going to sort of as a springboard of our conversation of what does it mean that Jesus is Lord, and particularly in the life of a believer and an individual who's coming to Christ. Because we often say you receive Jesus as Savior and Lord. And if you, you listen to the last three podcasts, you understand why you're Savior. But what does it mean he's Lord? You know, and so uh, Paul writes in Romans 10 9, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart for God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. We don't know for certain, but this very well could be the earliest confession of faith. In other words, this could be a statement that the earliest church would, would recite when they gathered together. Um, we don't know that as fact, but but there's there's some there's some evidence that points toward that being a reality. Um, the other thing that I find very interesting before we before we springboard into this is the word that Paul chooses for Lord. It's kurios, and if you're a, if you're a Greek scholar, you're probably saying he did not pronounce that right. But it, but it, the Greek word there for Lord is a word that um, that the the Greek Bible, and so the Old Testament originally written mostly in Hebrew, mostly in Hebrew, not entirely, but mostly in Hebrew. Um, there's the Septuagint is the Greek version of that, so it's it's translated into Greek. And, and when the when the writers are writing the Greek Old Testament, many times they choose this word, this Greek word for Lord, for God. And so there's many names for God. Um, when you study the Hebrew version of the Old Testament, that sort of specifies some things about God's attributes. And what they would do many times is say, well, he's God, but they use this word, Lord. And so it's interesting, Paul would have known that. Um, the Septuagint was certainly around. And, and, and Paul would have known the Greek version of the Old Testament as well as the Hebrew. Um, and when he chooses this verse, he, he, sa- he uses this word, Lord. Um, in other words, another way of, of translating this, perhaps, although I think Paul had a, had a double meaning with using this word, Lord, is if you can confess with your mouth that Jesus is God and believe in your heart that he was raised from the dead, then you'll be saved. 
why do I say double meaning? Because if Jesus is God, then he's also to be Lord of our life. So it's not just a statement of who he is, it's a statement of what position he's to take in our life. And, and why, why the importance of the resurrection? Well, if you caught last week's podcast, it's because, to be honest with you, the, the, work, the finished work of Christ on the cross is not sufficient enough to save us if there's no resurrection. Paul writes that very clearly to the Romans. He says, look, if there's no resurrection, our gospel isn't good news. It's meaningless. Do whatever you want. That's my summation of what he writes there. Um, So it's important. He died for our sins, resurrected for our salvation. Um, The actual wording there is he died for our sins. He was resurrected for our justification, which means made right, right? Being just just before God, that he covers us. And it's the speaking of the work of once we say yes to Jesus, of becoming more and more like. Christ, which is so important that we understand that saying yes to Jesus is also saying yes to a way of life, that 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 we don't earn salvation, we receive it from Christ, we don't then get saved and have to earn it by what we do, um, but those who say yes to Jesus, there should be life change. In fact, uh, I would say it this way, you, you, you're, not, you're not saved by good works, but you're saved and given the power to walk and continue to grow and the ability to do good works. And as a believer, it's not a burden. It's part of the blessing of being in Jesus. So here's where I, I want to sort of camp for a little bit, because there's a lot of things we can talk about the Christian life. But as we're talk, as we're sort of wrapping up this series of receiving Jesus for who he really is, we started by saying, what Jesus sort of do you want, right? Do you want the real Jesus or do you have a Jesus of your own making? Um, and talked about sort of the authentic authenticity of Christ on the cross, and then this remar- miraculous moment where this criminal on the cross sees Jesus for who he really is and receives him. And, and probably the most unique way we see anywhere in Scripture, he just simply says to Jesus, remember me when you come in your kingdom. And Jesus says, I say to you, today you'll be with me in paradise. He the, the, the changes the destiny of this criminal. We talked about the resurrection and the fact that that Jesus isn't like a god among other gods. He's not. He's not a. He's not a demigod. He's not a small g god. He's the one true God, and, and that not only did he die for our sins, but he's a living God. And and Ryan, if you listen to that one or go back to it, it gave a powerful testimony of what it means to have the living God continue to work in a believer's life, that he continues to 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 to, to bring us into. This this beautiful image of Christ that, that and that journey continues until we see Christ face to face and the work is completed. We're with Him in paradise. All that to say this, and I'll stop talking and, and ask a couple of questions here of Betty and Ryan to, to give their input here and their thoughts and their and their and their experience. Jesus is Lord, and I know I've wrestled with that in my Christian life, but I think as a pastor. Uh, to be honest with you, I'll say that as someone who's been given the responsibility to to shepherd and teach the Word of God, um, I would say as a discipler, a person who has spent now uh, decades in either a in a discipleship relationship with someone. Sometimes I was being discipled. Sometimes I was a discipler. Sometimes it was hard to know who was what. Doesn't really matter. Uh, being in small groups, actually, since I was fifteen. Uh, being a part of that, and I'm, I'm a little older than that now, um, quite a bit older than that now, um, literally decades. I, I, I said that in, in like I think two podcasts ago, and I thought, oh my goodness, you're getting old. But literally decades of experience. One of the things that I, I don't even know what the right word would say. I was going to say it intrigues me, but it doesn't intrigue me. It breaks my heart 
is seeing people who say, I'm a follower of Jesus, but they're not really following him. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and I might, look, I, look, all of us, I don't care who you are, struggle with this journey, right? I mean, I know there's times where I've said something to my wife and I had to say, I'm sorry. You know, even recently, I haven't grown out of that. I'm better at it, but, uh, you know, I haven't grown out of that. There's times where I've had to make lifestyle choices. I thought, you know, that's, that's not really healthy. Um, you know, binge watching, not always healthy, not always bad, but not always healthy. You know, I'm like, I should be doing something else. This isn't a good use of my time as you do everything unto the Lord, you know? Um, and so, you know, I'm not against binge watching. I'm just saying, you know, I was, I'm speaking to myself. I was in a place where I was like, okay, man, you got to, uh, I actually had to, <laughs> this is sort of a side <laughs> note, but one show I was watching, I said, you can only watch that one episode in any given day, one episode. So, and, and one time I said, I was like, oh, I got to watch the next one. I went, no, I'm not going to do it and by the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, <laughs> one of the hardest things I went, not going to do it. And, and I wasn't able to watch it for three days later because of my schedule. I thought, oh Lord, you know, that was my sacrifice. There's people in the world who are living, giving their lives to Christ. And as an American Christian, I had to sacrifice Betty because <laughs> I couldn't watch the show for three days, you know? And, and I'm on season three of, of, of six seasons. So, you know, I mean, come on. Um, and, 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 and so anyway, yeah, that, that just sort of is making my point here, to be honest with you, that, that there's people who, who I have, and, and we all struggle with this, but, I, but I'm just going to be really blunt and honest about this. I can honestly say, even though I struggle from time to time, Jesus is Lord in my life, that, that to be very honest with you, yeah, there's days, there's moments, there's sometimes a few days, but, th- but not much beyond that where I don't sit back and catch myself, the Spirit convicted me, my accountability partner seeing things in me, whatever, where, where I don't go, okay, I see where I'm off track. Mm-hmm. There are people who, who say, I'm a follower of Jesus Christ, who don't care. Right? They, they don't care. Doesn't God want me to be happy? They don't care. You know, they're doing what they're wanting to do. And big topic. Because mm-hmm. we don't want to get legalistic. Mm-hmm. Right? We don't want to say, hey, but... The, the, when we say we don't want to be legalistic, doesn't that also probably cause us to maybe go sometimes the other direction and say there isn't any parameters of safety within God's word <laughs> that we should be calling each other on from time to time? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, think, I think the church, is, and I don't mean crosswinds, I mean the church in America. I can't speak of the church. I can speak of the word church other places and actually do a better job than we do. The, many of the churches in America, not all, not all. But there are many churches in America who claim to be Bible-believing churches who do not love God and each other enough to call out our junk. Mm. You know? And, and here, I'll even go a step further. We're filled with people who claim to be believers who don't want to go to a church where they'll do it either. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you came up to someone and said, you know, look, man, you know, we were out the other night, and what you said to your wife just isn't cool. Oh, I'm not going to be a part of this. You know, who are you to? You know, and it's like pride, 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 right? And, and so I'm going to stop here because I don't want to get my, I don't want to be the only one in trouble on this topic. But, you know, for the sake of the gospel, you know, Paul writes, you know, Jesus is Lord. You confess with your mouth. And by the way, it doesn't mean it's lip service. He means you're, you're stating what you believe. So that confession hearts together. Right, you're, you're at your core. Jesus is Lord. What's that mean? And you know, I've been honest about my journey. You can be honest about your journey.
But what's that mean for the believer? And and I'll ask this, and I'll start with you, Betty. Maybe not heartbroken, but do you share your concern for the body of Christ in America in 2023 on this issue of lordship of Christ? Absolutely. And I I get to see it. Um, so many broken people can come into a ministry that I get the opportunity to participate celebrate in recovery. Celebrate Recovery, right. And so people come into that ministry and often come in at their bottom and broken. And the amazing part of that is that um, when they come in that way, they, they have nowhere else to go, right? And so Christ is the center and their heart is broken and they need... Um, they need to call out and they need to seek that healing. And they experience something that they've never experienced before because they experience some of that healing. But without the accountability and the people around them to, to help and guide them and direct them with their own experiences and through the Spirit of God, right? The Spirit of God is within us when we are believers. And so it's like that Spirit talking to one another. Without that, we easily can fall backwards because we are about self so often. And so it does break my heart. And I have people who call me out. You know, I have, and I have family members who call me out and accountability partners who call me out. I never want to be without that because I recognize, you know, scripture tells us, be careful you don't fall. You know, it's, it's, we think, well, we've got this and, and we're good and we're a believer. But it is so easy because the enemy does not desire to have you there. The enemy desires to see you fall as well. And so it does break my heart. Of course when it I hear you say that, I think of the Old Testament passage that says iron sharpens iron. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, if you if you've ever seen that type of sharpening process, there's sparks, you know, that, I mean there's, you know, there's a lot to it. And it, it, you look at it when you when you think about that, it's it's a strong statement. Like mm-hmm. a, you know, um, a lot of the, you'll see that a lot on guy shirts, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's this strong, you know, and, and whatever. But yet the reality of it is, there's a level of vulnerability. There's mm-hmm. a level of sometimes I like to say holy ouch moments mm-hmm. um, where that occurs too. But the benefit far outweighs anything else, right? I mean, I don't think people realize when they give up something that is destructive in their life, they don't even know that it's destructive in their life. And when they give that up, they can now see clearly. It's like all of a sudden the clouds are gone and they can see they can see the sun. They can see the Son of God. They can see the Lord, right? They can see Jesus in a whole different frame in a way that brings them a peace and a hope that they that whatever they were doing before did not bring them. You know, the, the reality of it is no one's teaching can transform your life. Mm. You know, even the Bible can't transform your life without the Holy Spirit. And so right. the, it's a Holy Spirit in conjunction with his word. Mm-hmm. So that leads me, it's a teaching in conjunction with God's word. Mm-hmm. So I had a conversation with somebody not long ago, and they were talking about someone they were listening to. And they say, I mean, every time I listen to them, I feel so much better. Mm. And I said, are they biblical? And I said, well, well, I'm not really sure, but it makes me feel better. And I said, but are you, are you further? Mm-hmm. In other words, not only do you feel better, but are you further in your journey? You know, and... And they really started to think about it, and they said, what do you, you know, what do you mean by that? I said, are you becoming more like Christ? And it was interesting, because they knew the answer. I could tell they knew the answer, but they didn't want to say the answer to that. The answer was no. Mm-hmm. It was obvious in the conversation, but they just wanted to camp on it. But I feel better about myself. Mm-hmm. But they have to keep going back yeah. to feel better about themselves again and again and again. And, and we go to the Lord in all situations, but his word remains in our heart. 
right? It remains close in our heart so that we can recall that when needed. It's not going to a human person who will make us feel better necessarily, right? It's it's the Lord who does it once for all, if you will. Yeah. Rhino, I ask you the same question. You know, maybe you won word the same way I did, but does it break your heart? Does it trouble you um, when you sort of look at, you know, uh, <coughs> believers who say, yeah, I'm a follower of Christ, but that lordship thing, you know, whether it's in action or even words, sometimes. I mean, here's the thing: some people are just really honest about it. Yeah, I'm going to do my own thing. Does does that does that concern you? Yeah, it concerns me a lot. Specifically, you know, being someone kind of out of that mindset, but also being the people that I'm typically involved with a lot are young adults, are students, are people who are either one in a situation where their faith is not their own. It's either their parents or it's... They sort of grew into it. Yeah, whoever. Or it's those who are so either are so fresh into adulthood that they're learning how to make it their own. And when I come... When I... When I have some... When I talk to some people who... I would say maybe haven't fully adopted the understanding that Jesus is Lord of their life. <clears throat> the perspective I get is that they they're living in a in a mode that is without care for themselves. Um I wouldn't say it's reckless, but <clears throat> when you think of someone who would claim and maybe they're not claiming it. And like you said, some are bold and they're like, you know, I, I'm i not there yet. But when you – when someone is in that mode and they've, you know, acknowledged it or, or they're, you can see it in them, there's – they're just walking in such – they're just wandering, I feel. There, there's so much of this loss of lordship <laughs> – because I feel like when you think about the lordship of God, you you would understand that there would come a change. There would be a difference of, okay, you know, I understand he's lord of my life. There's going to be a change of that. You you completely have changed who you're giving your life to at that moment. If I say the lord of my life is my wife, I should probably change the way I'm acting towards her. Right. There, there's a, there's and the a, way she wants <clears throat> you to act. Yeah. But like in the sense of... I always bring it to the point of now looking back, saying if there isn't a change occurring or if there isn't a, a step forward happening, I want to say necessarily full-on change, but if you're not making strides on becoming more like Christ, and you have other people that probably could call that out in you, or and Scripture could also kind of call that out in you, if you're seeing that there's not a change, then I think that's a telltale sign that maybe you haven't accepted the lordship of Christ in your life. Yeah, I think of uh, Tozier talks about, there's this term carnal Christian, which means a person who is a believer but isn't acting like one. Um, And he says, uh, he writes in, I can't remember which writing it is, but he says that there's no such thing as a fully carnal Christian. He doesn't believe that. He, He says, in other words, a person who is so completely void of God, yet they're still his. He says that he doesn't see that as consistent in Scripture. He says, now there's people who are struggling, maybe where they are in their journey, maybe they've lapsed. You know, the Scripture talks a whole lot about those type of things. But he says, you know, this fully carnal. And I think about that, and I think that what 
I don't know. Tozer's dead, so I can't write and even ask him. Um, but I, I think what he may be getting at is the difference between, like, if I know God's called me to do something or call me not to do something, and I just willfully say, I don't give a rip, I'm going to do what I want. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. The other possibility is what I call the King David scenario, where he allowed himself to drift and drift and drift away from God's plan for him, that a prophet comes to him and shares this ridiculous story of someone taking this like prized little lamb and killing it from this poor guy. And this guy's rich. And, and, um, David's like, tell me who that is. And I'll put him to death. And Nathan says, you're that guy, dude. You, you like took a guy's wife. You had the guy killed. Like David, I just, I don't know. Cause again, David's dead. So I can't write him either. And email him and say, Hey, what, what really is going on there? But the implication I get is it was that slow fade in his life. And, you know, it started, you know, the scripture tells us, you know, when, when kings go to war, David was in his palace. You know, he, he's making these bad choices, but probably don't seem super bad. I mean, he's a king. They don't go to war, send other people. That's what kings can do. You know, but, but slowly he's fading to the point to where he doesn't even recognize how far off mm-hmm. the path he is. And thank God he had someone in his life, a prophet, Nathan, who's willing to come to him and say, buddy. There's something wrong here, you know, and he must know where David is enough where he shares this weird story to, to sort of get that reaction. So the aha moment is you're that guy. Mm-hmm. And, and David uh, repents. He comes back to the Lord. I think there's a difference between coming to Jesus and saying, I'm going to do life my own way. Like I, like, I accept you as Savior, but this Lord thing, eh, I don't know, as if it's an option. That's where I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. As if it's an option versus... The new believer who doesn't know, or the believer who has this fade, and they find himself, you know, where's our responsibility with the fade is, you better have a Nathan in your life. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're a believer, like-minded people usually head in the same direction. And so my guess is, if you're a person who's, like, not real keen on the lordship thing, you're probably hanging around a lot of other believers who aren't either. Mm-hmm. Calling yourself... Growing Christians, yes, That's, and, and you're you're belie- you are. I think you could be believing that. So it takes someone from the outside, mm, someone else, to be able to come in and share the truth with you. And I'll tell you, opening God's Word regularly, being in prayer regularly, all of these things that they tell, that the Word of God tells us to do, and that our mentors and our guides will tell us to do regularly, are important. There's a reason that you need to include those in your life. It's not just um, uh, something you want to do on the side just because you should. It, it, it It's needed in your life. The spirit and, and if Jesus is Lord, right, then he's not a part of your life. He is your life. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he yeah. invades every other area. Yes. So so your marriage is led by him. Yes. Your parenting yeah. is led by him. Your your work is led by him. Your, your, what a your, blessing. Yeah, everything. Right? What a blessing, right? To have mm-hmm. God who so intimately cares that his spirit indwells us and can lead us through the reading of his word. You know, I often say, too, that God uses the word of God we know, what we do, not the word of God we don't know. Mm-hmm. So back to what you were saying, Betty, if we're not in the word, then that takes away God's number one tool uh, of chiseling away the stuff that needs to be chiseled away uh, to become like Jesus. Um, and, and so, you know, this is, I, I, I just, uh, the Lordship of Christ, I, I, I don't know, I don't know, I don't want to be so emphatic uh, to say that you come to Jesus, you receive him as Savior, but he's not really the Lord. Are you saved? Mm. But I, 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 it scares me to, to, to not warn people, I don't know if you can come to Jesus like that. 
Like you can come in ignorance and not know what the Lordship means and we grow. And that's what I was talking about, right? Like I'm still growing. I'm still messing up. I'm still becoming more um, like Jesus every day and certainly have my good days, my bad days. I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to put myself out there as, but like Paul, I really do believe I can say, follow me as I'm following Christ for the most part. I haven't received the prize yet, but I'm striving for it. And I don't know, I, I just wouldn't feel confident with somebody who says, no, I received him as Savior. I prayed a prayer when I was 14 and, and not, no fruit at all, uh, mm. at all. Where's the confidence in that? We, we've talked about it in the past before, but we, we, would, we equate a lot of the times our relationship with Jesus, or in, in this situation, this type of <clears throat> thought of like working out. When someone says that they're going to go work out, you, like I think of, I'm going to shout her out, but Karen, like Karen Busby, mm-hmm. like she went into this mindset of she wasn't happy with where she was. And she was like, I'm going to make a lot. I'm going to change. I'm changing. I'm going to go to the gym, a.k.a. I'm going to accept Christ as my Lord. You saw a visible change in Karen. If she kept saying that she was going to go to the gym, but yet. Karen looked, you know, she was, nothing was changing about her. You'd be like, are you going to gym? And I would even say like to Craig, I've known Craig for 10 years. There's a point where I, if he kept going to the gym and nothing was changing, I would have been like, are you going to the gym? <laughs> yeah. Where are you going yeah, afterwards? Where are you going? <laughs> so like when you equate it to this relationship with Jesus of accepting him as your Lord, I would say if... There, there has to be some sort of, you have to put your boots on the ground and do it to a point of, and you, and you say this, is that you are, you're probably surrounding you, yourself with other people who aren't going to the gym, who yeah, say and, they're and going I'm not, to the gym. You know, I don't want not. us to, you know, if you're a follower of Christ, this isn't about making you feel condemned. There's no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. It, it's not about saying you're not measuring up. You know, everyone's spiritual journey looks different. Mm-hmm. Growth looks different. Uh, many of us, when we first came to Christ, our, our growth was fast because we came from nothing. Mm-hmm. And so there was a lot, you know, quick change. And then it's it does have periods where it's slowing down. There There's certainly seasons and places where we don't feel like we're growing, but then we look back and realize how much we've grown. I mean, so I'm not... I don't want this podcast to be like, you know, man, he's he's calling everyone out of not being believers. I'm not. But here's what I what I do believe. There's three groups who are listening to us right now if if you're claiming to be a follower of Christ. There's the group who understands what I'm talking about and they're like, man, keep saying it. Right? Like they're 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 like the three of us. They're on the journey. They're like, man, just keep saying it. They're not offended. Um, there may be some, even as I'm talking, I'm like, okay, Craig, what about this? You know, there, there may be a little bit of conviction. Conviction's not bad. Conviction's a gift of God to, to allow us to, to, to turn and, mm-hmm. and, and head in a better direction that benefits us and others mm-hmm. and glorifies Him. But, um, but, but then there's a group. There's a group who, who, who is sitting here, and, and they're, they're listening, and they're going, man, I, like David, they're like, yeah, I've really, I didn't realize, you know? There's a third group, and if this is you, I want to say it's as gentle as possible, as loving as possible, as honest as possible. There's a third group who are listening to us and saying, just butt out. You know, you, you know, who do you think you are? And if that's your first reaction to what we're saying, number one, you're not hearing it from the heart, we're meaning it. Mm-hmm. 
we're, we're speaking out of love and concern and, and a desire to see people really experience the fullness of what God has for them. But also, I would just encourage you to take evaluation of where you're at. Because the, full, the promises of God, right, are, are there is a conditional component. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like be anxious for nothing. And the end of that's a promise and a peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and mind. Be anxious for nothing. And, and so that's hard. I, I, I can honestly say I, I struggle with anxiousness from time to time. I mean, I really do. Um, there's certain areas where, I'm, where, I'm, where it's still such a battle for me. Um, but I've experienced that promise when I've come to him and say, Lord, take this, help me, help me not be anxious. Help me trust you. Mm-hmm. And he does that, and I feel that peace. You know, but if I weren't evaluating myself, if I weren't being honest with people who were saying, man, it sounds like you're really anxious about this. And I go, oh, anxious. Okay, be anxious. About now, by the way, it doesn't mean I'm fear, fear nothing. Like if, if a lion was charging at me, healthy fear would say, you know, get out of the way, um, you know, so um, or get your life right before he eats you, uh, you know, whatever it is. But so there's, there's, there's healthy fear, but he's talking about that anxiety, which is like overshadowing God himself, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so th- there's the truth of that. You're not going to feel joy if you're seeking just mere fleeting happiness. Mm-hmm. You know, when people say, you know, well, doesn't God just want me to be happy? And the answer is, well, no, nah, he actually is more concerned about your character and your happiness, and, and, and joy comes from character, and joy comes from trusting in him. Joy comes from an eternal perspective, you know? And so I just... I just want to be careful how people are hearing mm-hmm. and your reaction because I, I I want this to be of benefit, not 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 use of the enemy to hinder someone's walk. The reality is we have been asked to be in relationship with God and with others. Yes, that's the re- that's the reality of it. And so, yeah, we don't want Nathans in our lives. Sure, sometimes that can be pretty, you know. We don't want that, but at the same time. If we're not in relationship with each other and we're not trying to better one another in the image of Christ, then we're not iron sharpening iron. We're not yeah, doing that. And Nathan that. wasn't nitpicking. Yeah. David had committed adultery big old and had thing. killed her husband. Mm-hmm. So he's not like nitpicking. He isn't like, hey, Dave, you know, you ate a little too much at the buffet. Yeah. You know, I mean, he, he it is a big deal. Mm-hmm. And so God's not calling us to nitpick people's lives. Yeah. But I mean, he is calling us when there's something so blatant that that is destructive. And by the way, David's leadership was eroded because of that. Yeah. Why do you th- his I- curse is the fact his family's eroded because of that. He doesn't he doesn't he makes right as well as he can there, but he still has major character flaw because of that event that he never cares for that even on his deathbed comes back to haunt him. Mm-hmm. But I would add to that as well. Imagine how he was feeling, because he was a believer. He did love the Lord, right? He's yeah. a man after God's own heart. So he did. He may have strayed, you know, and he was going off in the wrong direction. There's just no other way to say it. He's, he was wrong. Um, but imagine the guilt and all the things he was mm-hmm. feeling during that time. And so when Nathan says that, it's twofold. One of it is, okay, I've got to seek God for forgiveness, and then that changes his life. Now he can continue to move forward with the Lord. It'll all be different now, but he can continue to do that. Or he could have not he- heard Nathan and lived in the shame and the guilt, and that would have ate away at him. Mm-hmm. But but is it possible then? Let me ask you this question. Mm-hmm. I'm asking it very honestly. 
Is it, is it possible to, I'm not spending time in the Word, not spending time in prayer, not spending time with other believers, so there's no Nathan around me, mm-hmm. um, to become somewhat deaf? Mm. Like, like God doesn't always like strike us with a hard voice. Like you know, Sometimes it's that gentle voice, gentle voice, gentle voice. Is it possible to become tone deaf to conviction? I think we've seen that in Scripture too, haven't we? That, yeah, it is possible. So if it's possible, but it's not impossible to change it. Yeah, well, that's what happened with David. Right, yeah, yeah. So sure, I think it's it's possible. We've got to keep ourselves on that straight path towards the Lord. And um, well, I heard we, of somebody the other day who, if you asked him, he'd say, yeah, I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. And he said, I'm, I'm going to take this direction, even though everyone around me is telling me it's not right. Mm-hmm. Man, I know biblically it's not right, but I'm going to do it anyway. That's a dangerous place to be in. Mm-hmm. It is because you you know you've out you've it's like you have faced Jesus and you've said doesn't matter what you say you may be Lord. So what do you what are you calling yourself then? Yeah, and that's different than David, right? Yes, David, David, that David's situation would be then someone comes alongside him because David's put himself in a position where he can hear, mm-hmm. and Nathan says to him, "Hey, buddy." You know, mm-hmm. this is what the word says. What are you doing? And the yeah. person goes, "Oh, oh my, mm-hmm. Lord, forgive me." Mm-hmm. Immediately, right? He's Lord, he Lord forgive me. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't. I, I want to. Go, I, I accepted you as Savior and Lord because I believe not only do I want to spend eternity with you, but your way is the best way. And I think that's that's where I'll, sort of last word here. But that's that's why I want to. In what way should we reflect if we believe that? If we believe not only is Jesus Savior, but he's Lord, because his way is the best way. What would you say to someone who says, okay, you say that, why? You know, or or, or so what? You know, mm-hmm. you know, is Jesus a Savior, but as Lord, his way is the best way. Why walk in it? You know, is, does that, I'm, I'm sort of rambling here, but I'm, I'm just trying to figure I out the inconsistency. Of, of saying that and not trying to walk in it. Well, you see whole, what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, I'm not going to... So so as you know in Scripture, things that, that that help walk in that way, as a believer saying, well, I'm not that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Or not that. Well, the, I'll throw I, one out there. This is going to really tick people <laughs> off, but why not? And then we got to wrap up because we're, we're, we're running over a little bit. But, but listen, people who say, I know I should be baptized, but I'm not. And that's okay. I'm not questioning people's life. I'm just saying, ah, okay, um, you know, you know, Christ died on the cross, being dunked underwater is not not the end of the world. But you know, I'm just saying, you know, maybe fear and stuff. And so, trust me, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about just the blatant, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I know I'm supposed to love my enemy, but I'm not going to love that colleague at work. Right. There's a better one. So that, that'll make people less upset unless yeah. you are a hater right now. <laughs> I think you miss out on so much when you you make that decision for yourself because the Lord doesn't want you to love that person because well, he doesn't want you to love that person because of that person, but it changes you. Yes. And when it changes you, you can now go forward without so much anger and fear and resentment and all those things that just eat you up inside. So, when you say, "Okay, I'm going to love that person," it changes you. Yeah. That's that's big. Yeah, it, yeah, it's better. It's better for it glorifies God. It mm-hmm. blesses you and allows you to be a blessing to others. Mm-hmm. Well, and you talk. You talked about it a couple. I think it was a couple of years ago at this point. But you can be an obe- You can be an obedient Christian. That's what we're called asked to be is an obedient Christian. But you can also be a disobedient one, 
And so on the terms, so like the baptism thing strikes a nerve with me because that's something we've talked about. Is <clears throat> it in a good is, way strikes a nerve? Yeah, in a good way. Is it is not a means of salvation? No, not at all. But it is something that we have been asked to do, just as communion, just as testimony, just as these these things we've been asked to do. And I can't get my head to wrap around the fact when we're talking about baptism here, and I'll just say this, and even you know the other things that we nitpick, is why we would say, yeah, I'm totally in with that one, but not that one. Yeah. Same person said it. The yeah. same person. So in my thought is, so you agree with him on that. Yeah. But why not that one? Yeah. There's because, a credibility issue there. Yeah. There's, there's an a, honesty issue there. And, and, and you know, here, here's my last word because this this is a heavy, 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 heavy topic with some people. By the way, not people who are actually in a journey of becoming more and more like Christ. Yes. You know, for them, they're cheering us on. Praise it, go, go along. But you know, for 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 the rest, of, you know, and wherever you are, I've been in seasons where I'm like, oh man, I don't want to hear that, and and then, but I need to hear it. I get it, I get it. But understand this: it, it's I didn't choose this topic. By the way, as I was praying, I felt the Lord leading me to bring up this topic. But I, I wasn't choosing this topic in any way to be the Pharisee. To be legalistic, to to I, I didn't do it because as you're driving down the road, I just want to ruin your day. The way is the way. It, mm-hmm. there, I mean, it, everything else is a fake counterfeit and isn't going to offer you anything. But being all in with Jesus makes all the difference in the world. And again, my all in sometimes looks pretty bad. Uh, there's moments where I'm not shining, and 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 I I am just being honest about that. But I, like I like to say, and I heard years ago, and it, it's just become part of my mantra, man. I, I, I know I'm not what I what I can be, what I should be, um, but I think I'm not what I used to be. I'm a work in progress. Work in progress. Sometimes mm-hmm. the work is fast, sometimes it's slow, but I am at least heading that direction, even though sometimes I take some really, really bad detours. Um, God is so faithful. I put people around me to, to help correct me, to help direct me, help love me. I'm in the Word. I'm praying. You know, I'm trying to do the things that the Word says. You know, put yourself in this position so that my spirit can lead you and that God will be glorified, you'll be blessed, and you'll be able to bless others. And that's what I I mean, God wants that for you, so how can I not want that for you? Mm-hmm. That that's my my prayer for all of us is that we'd find Jesus, and, you know, receive him as Lord and Savior, Savior and Lord, and, and walk with him and, and not just not just look forward to, to eternity with him, although I do look forward to that, but look forward to today with him, mm-hmm. today and tomorrow, if he gives me a tomorrow here, mm-hmm. um, you know, in the next and the next. And so that, that's, that's, that's the heart of this. I hope you took it that way. Um, if you have any, any mean emails or something, send them to Ryan. He loves reading those. <laughs> and here's the thing. We're doing this, and I'll say this. We're doing this because we love yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. We're saying this because, like, I want to spend eternity yes, with you. Yes, yes, And, and that, I want you to experience joy yeah. now. And, and that's and so, the whole thing is we're not yeah. being – we're not – like you said, we're not saying it to be yeah. like shame, shame. Yeah. We're saying it like, yeah. come on, I want to I walk in there with you. Yeah. And we want you to experience joy today. <clears throat> yeah. So I, I want you to get in by the skin of your teeth, so to speak, you know, as Paul writes, you know, with the smell of fire to the mm-hmm. Corinthians. I want you to be able to go in and, and just with a big old 
gospel smile on your face, you know, whatever that. that oh, well that's done. about the cheesiest thing I've ever seen on the podcast, but I mean it. Um, but so anyway, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, join me next week as we continue our podcast journey together. Um, some of you are like, I'm not doing that, but some of you I know maybe will say, yeah, I'm definitely doing that. So join us next week. And, you know, remember, you can check out our website, crosswinds.church, to find out more about this podcast or all things Crosswinds. Uh, know that I do love you. Continue to keep you in my prayers. And as always, be blessed and bless others. Thank you.